0: Hello, dear listeners. I am Joe Confrino. And I am Brother Fapu. And welcome to a short bonus episode of the podcast The Way Out Is In. Um, we are currently sitting in the sitting still hut of Tignatan, where he lived in Upper Hamlet in uh, the Plum Village Monastery in the southwest of France. And um, at a very important moment, actually, because um, this is the eve of the anniversary of ties passing and um, there's a special ceremony in the monastery and um, and so we just wanted to mark this important moment and um, brother fat as the abbot of the monastery you're going to be leading um, this commemorative sort of um, moment of time but before we talk about specifically about what you're going to be saying I um, I think it'd be lovely for our listeners just to, you know, understand what's happened in the year since Tai passed. I know for myself, there's always this fear that when a when a spiritual leader passes, that um, it's a could can be a period of chaos or or of uh, diminishment where where things start to go wrong. But I know from my perspective, and watching this community and being part of this community rather the opposite has happened rather than vacuums of power and who's in charge tai built a very very strong community that is based on on common wisdom common understanding and um, and coming to decisions as a collective and and what i've seen is actually more people coming to plum village more sisterhood and brotherhood and actually no diminishment at all so brother what's your perspective what's the last year been like
1: the last year has been very magical, powerful, and also moments of sorrow in the community. Like the grieving that um, monastics uh, still hold in their heart and are still practicing to, to see Thai in the Sangha, see Thai in this living community, in the trees he's planted, as well as in the practice that he has transmitted to us. We are so fortunate to to have been embedded by Tai's guidance through his um, years as a teacher to work together and to build brotherhood and sisterhood, siblinghood continuously through the years. So even after Tai's passing, we continue that in a very organic way. If anything, it became even more. More present because I think for for those who who live with him physically, there was an emptiness that was manifesting uh, in our hearts, or just just the idea that Tai's physical body is not here anymore. So the coming together of our our community. Reinforce the brotherhood and sisterhood. And we were able to hold um, very heartfelt ceremonies for spreading Tais' ashes in Plum Village. And we did it collectively with um, everyone who was in Plum Village. Not just the monks and nuns were able to spread Tais' ashes, but we included everyone who was there. And I felt so so happy for those moments because for me like Thai is not just my teacher or the monks and nuns teacher but Thai is so many people's teacher and as Thai has returned back to the earth to be with Thai was not a separate thing just for the monastery but it was for everyone and in that light we 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 were very passionate about creating a lot of retreats in Plum Village to, to make sure that Thay's legacy and his um, transmission of practice is still alive and that people know that it's here. And, and to not have fear that the teachings in Plum Village will die out. So our theme last year was... Um, now I have a path, there's nothing to fear. And it's just to remember that the transmission that we receive from Thai is um, profound. And if practiced, it can really lead us to inner peace and real transformation. So in the last year, we have been mindfully and joyfully active in, in um, continuing Thai's legacy. And at the same time, having very special moments within just a monastic circle to, to honor our teacher and to share, to, to be present, to hug, to cry when need. Um, And, and I would explain it like just a year of deep interbeing, yeah, of deep interconnectedness and so, so warm, so cozy and, um. Sometimes, I I would be lying if I, if I would say like fear didn't come up in my heart. Like, are we capable? Like, are we good enough? Um, are we sure? <laughs> and for me, not to drown in the negativity of it, but to use it maybe as a koan, just to reflect and not to be too sure with oneself, also, and to and also to give ourselves space. And, and to be also kind to ourselves, and I think for myself, um, to not try to be more than 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 I than I cannot offer, and I don't think Tai expect all of us to to be him. He never wanted us to be him. He wanted us to to learn from him and to have our own um, experience, our own insight in our practice, but he has been so generous in um, sharing profoundly and um, putting together the, the Dharma, the teachings, the practice that is so easy to understand and very grateful. Many times I've met difficulties, These we've had deep beginning of news, lasted for four hours and our joke was always like, wow, Thai's practice really work." <laughs> So I think not to also forget the treasure that we have here,
0: and brother, I think it's important for our listeners to to recognize how magical it was to give the fourfold sangha, the sort of monks, the nuns, the lay practitioners, the men, the women, the chance to spread Thais ashes, because actually that was very much in keeping with his wishes. Because I think in the tradition of uh Buddhism often the ashes are kept and put in a stupa and i remember many years ago sitting with you and tai when i was interviewing him for the guardian and he had said i, I had just he had just received a letter from a supporter in saigon who said tai i want to build you a stupa so for when you pass we can put your ashes in there and i said well that's not what i want and he said if you put uh, you can build a stupa if you want but if you do, I want you to put a sign outside saying, I am not in here. And he said, if people don't understand that, they can put another sign out saying, "Saying I'm not out there. And then he said, and if they still don't get it, you can put another sign saying, you may be able to find me in your breath or in the wind through the leaves. And um, And that's exactly what you did. You spread his ashes through the leaves and the wind, and people were able to experience Thai in the absolute, in the in the sky and on the ground, and, and to feed and nourish the nature that has been around and that he's been lovingly supporting for the last 40 years of Plum Village's experience. And brother, just, just because we, we don't want to spend a lot of time now, but one other question I have for you briefly is, um, as I said, in a lot of traditions, spiritual traditions, the master dies and things fall apart and there can be a power grab and who's actually in charge and and things can go very badly wrong very quickly. It's not, it has been known, it has happened. And I'm just wondering if you could explain what it is about Plum Village that has allowed that change to be so effortless. And I know, you know, one reason is Tai has been ill for a number of years, but but it's beyond that his very teaching was about community.
1: Yeah, so I think Kai embedded in us that after his passing there will be there will not be another technyakhatan. so don't try to look for that. meaning there will not be another like superstar like that and and it's so easy to like try to um, take refuge in one person and then, individuals, like try to be that. And so he broke that um, view already. And he said, my true continuation will be the community, will be each and every one of you. And so Tai has been practicing um, the fourth element of true love, which is um, equanimity. And he's given that to us. And so I believe that um, none of us in 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 the Plum Village community that is a resident here even had the thought to try to like raise our hand and saying, now I'm the leader. Everybody listen to me because that was never part of our training and that was never promised. And that was never, um, a part of the building of this community. And, Where the strength comes from is that we take refuge in one another. Thai has taught us to look at the community like a wonderful forest. Um, Each tree is different size um, with different um, leaves, different fruits, or some with flowers. Some are still small, some are grand. But as a whole, we are a big refuge for all living beings. And then not to have complexes if you're big, small, or, but as a whole, the roots all interconnect at the soil. And to really touch the, my happiness is your happiness. My success is your success. My shortcoming is your shortcoming. My suffering is also your suffering. And as, as a teacher, when Tai was alive, he never looked for special treatment. Like after his talk, you remember he joined us in the walking meditation. Sure, Tai was at the front, but he didn't have a red carpet in front of him or anything like that. He would walk through the same door as everyone. He would sit at the same level during meditation with everyone. So Tai's way of being already showed us this is the power of presence and the power of leadership to 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 have virtue but not to crave for it i think in different ways that has been transmitted to us maybe some of us not even knowing and so we we're very fortunate that we were, we didn't have this power struggle and we 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 were taught that If the Sangha doesn't have harmony, Tai told us to close the monastery. Don't offer anything. Because if then, then you're only offering fake items. And Tai said, if we have true harmony and there is happiness and there is stability, even if it's just 70%, 60% we need to um, look deeply. But Tai said, don't ever look for a perfect sangha. That doesn't exist. And 70%, 80% is more than enough. And with harmony and and, and brotherhood and sisterhood, Tai said, anything is possible. So I think whenever fear comes up, for me at least, or I have some doubt, that that reminder becomes very alive. Like, okay we, we can talk, <laughs> we can meet, we can discuss. There is harmony, we're okay. And n- not to allow our fear to overtake. And I think we, we still have to maintain this mentality because everything needs food to survive. So if we don't, then one day, maybe someone will look for power and look for status and look for um, uh, special treatment, etc. cetera. And there is also a, a beauty in the monastic tradition because we are a very old tradition that um, there, there is a reverence to, to, um, to the community of those who have come and those who are teaching and those who have to have the responsibility of also practicing in order to teach. So there is a real responsibility we have also been embedded in in thai's tradition thai always taught us if you want to become a good elder brother you first of all have to know how to be a good younger brother and if you want to be a good um elder sister you also have to be a good younger sister so he's always teaching us about interbeing and very naturally in the sangha leaders will appear and and we like to see that all the leaders in the Sangha is still a part of this forest. And, and that is what keeps us safe and keeps us humble.
0: Yeah. And brother, how have you personally, how do you personally experience Thai being in you? Because um, for those listeners who don't know, you were his personal attendant for more than 15 years. So you were, he was almost like a father figure and you were, you, you were able to watch him up very, very close for a long time. I'm wondering how how he lives in you personally.
1: I think each time I go before a Dhamma talk, he becomes very alive for me. I remember Tai teaching, um, sharing with me when he does calligraphy, sometimes he would invite like the Buddha to do the circle he invited his teacher to write calligraphy in different languages because his teacher never had a chance to learn those language. And so that interbeing um, of of the teachings, I saw Tai live it through his daily action. So for me, every time before a Dharma talk, no matter how many talks I offer, <laughs> I still get nervous a little bit. I still get like some butterflies in my stomach and maybe some complexes come up like am i good enough etc and i i would say tai give the talk tai <laughs> i entrust myself to you and this entrustment is not like idolizing or not like worshiping but because everything that i'm going to offer is what you offer to me and in that very moment i always come back to walking meditation and I always invite Tai to walk because I, I always walk with Tai from this hut here to the hall. And those footsteps is eternal for me now, those footprints that have been left. It will live through me and will be transmitted through my footstep, and hopefully to the future generation. So I think that is one moment that I feel Tai very alive. And because Thai, it's only been one year. Sometimes I, sometimes because we've been so active in the sangha, um, I forget like Thai just passed away not so long ago. And to invite Thai to to see the sangha now through my eyes, I remember in the summer retreat when I offer um, the first talk during the second week and i was sitting at the bell for the Namovalo chant and there was like i don't know 800 people in the hall and i just felt so happy and i just i just had a moment when i said tai you're still here nothing is lost and i think i got quite emotional during the chant and luckily i wasn't chanting so i was just doing the mudras and i was like inviting the bell so I, I allow I think tears to just be present during those moments and and just to let let the energy that Thai has created become become renewed through all of us. And and Thay is there. It's it's for me it's very real. And um, when whenever we um, we go on tour. Um, countries where Thai have not been yet, I always invite Thai. Like I was in South America, so I invited Thai to be in Ecuador, I invited Thai to be in uh, Colombia, and I invited Thai to be in Costa Rica. Um, and there were moments like I led walking. And for some reason in, in my store consciousness, I said, This is exactly where Thai would sit if he's leading all of these folks. And I sat there and I just felt, I felt him present. And also just to allow that to be, and, and, and just to embrace that present moment like that. And then also to let go and not to be caught in that. And, and because I am, I am breathing, I'm walking, I'm sharing, I'm living with my, with this Plum Village community, he will never be gone. And whenever I want, he can be there. And I have this very particular dream. I think I shared it to you once, Joe, but I haven't had a chance to share it um, to the world yet and to this podcast, is that um, one of our tasks was always to have, um, as an attendant, we always had to have a recorder for Tais' Dhamma Talk and sometimes Tais' interview. So we would record them because for us, they are treasures for his students and for generations to come. And in that dream that I had, I, I met Tai and he was very healthy at that time. And I asked Tai, 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 where did you put the recorder? I, I need to find the recorder. But it was a very interesting moment because I was asking it for the future in the dream. And Tai looked at me and he, and he said, it's always in your bag. Because I always had a bag, a shoulder bag, whenever I'm his attendant. And when Tai said, it's always going to be in your bag, I wanted to um, to run to look for the bag. And Tai said, Fapu, before you go, can I hug you? And we 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 embrace each other in the dream, but because I've I've had hugs by Thai before, so it was very vivid, and that hug, and that that image of Thai in that dream, was was a moment of of passing in a way, and he entrusted like my teachings will always be in the bag, my teachings will always be there. So don't look for it outside. And after that, I woke up. Yeah. Brother, um, one of the things that was very
0: important to tie was the fourfold sangha, that it's not just a monastery on its own, but it, it's about the lay, the lay practitioners as well. And and we've seen in the last year, actually, the retreats becoming more and more popular. I think the, 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 the biggest... Um, retreats of the year, the the summer retreats with the families, they sold out in 40 minutes it was a bit like um, a mini Glastonbury sort of get on the, you know, people want to know exactly what time the the tickets would be on sale, what time they could book up and and also we've seen sort of I think there's not a week that goes by without seeing a note that some, a family wants to move here someone wants to come and live here Um, and a lot of our listeners, some may not consider themselves students of Thai, but some of them do. What would you say about um, the health of Thai's vision beyond the monastics? What's your your feeling around that?
1: Thai wanted to help um, spread the seeds of mindfulness in the world so that all of us can wake up and be the change that we want to see in the world be the peace that we want to have for our planet and ourself and our future generation. Taiwan said, uh, if, if I have to let go of Buddhism for world peace, I will because I'm not attached. And so his deepest um, wish was for us to continuously build communities collective awakening. Thai said, in our modern time, um, one Sangha is not enough, one Buddha is not enough anymore. We need a collective awakening so that all of us can have inner peace, can accept our suffering, can transform our suffering, and can build a society that is uh, compassionate, that has the ability to transform suffering and take care of happiness.
0: And brother, just finally, um, you've written um, for the ceremony uh, a sort of, in a sense, a a deeply personal appreciation of Thai on behalf of the entire community. And and I think it would be very fitting for those who won't be present in the monastery to hear it to just allow you to read it out and for people just to sit quietly as though it is a meditation because actually what you have written is a meditation and just to breathe, to be aware of your breath, be aware of your body as, um, as you
1: read out what you've written for Tai. Breathing in, we light up the awareness that you are still present for us in each mindful breath. Breathing out, we breathe peacefully with you, dear Tai. Most respected and beloved teacher, in this solemn moment, all of us, your students worldwide, would like to express our deepest gratitude for the profound impact you have had on our lives. Your teachings on mindfulness, compassion, and joy have guided us on our own paths to inner peace, understanding, healing, and transformation. We, your spiritual children, have truly arrived and are at home in this precious moment. We are blessed to belong to such a diverse and rich spiritual family, coming from so many countries, cultures, and backgrounds. Thank you, Tai, for renewing Buddhism and transmitting the fire of Bodhicitta to us and to future generations. Your wisdom and guidance have helped us to live in the present moment, to see the interconnectedness of all things, and to cultivate compassion for ourselves and others. Your words have comforted us in times of sorrow and inspired us to make positive change in the world. We are determined to practice to keep this fire alive in our hearts, this mind of love, mind of awakening, so that as a Sangha, we can continue to enrich and widen our tradition and continue to renew Buddhism for it to continue to take root in the West. We vow to do our best to be worthy as your continuation. We know there is a path. We have a community for our roots to grow. We know how to value and protect these conditions. And therefore, the present and future is bright. We will always cherish the memories we were able to spend with you. Your legacy lives on in the countless lives you have touched and the world is a better place because of your teachings. Today, on the occasion of your Memorial Day, we honor your life and teachings and are committed to continuing to practice and share your wisdom with others. With deep gratitude and reverence, we, your students.
0: Thank you. Dear Brother Fapu, and thank you to our listeners for being present for this moment.